past. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Batman Universe Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, and this is episode five of the Batman Universe Podcast. So thank you to everyone who uh, gave me a response about wanting to be the co-host. We actually now have a new co-host. He is from the UK, and his name is Carl Dunn. Carl? Hi, I'm Carl Dutton. I'm from the UK, and it's a pleasure to be representing a whole new um, nation of Batmans, as well as joining him in this podcast. All right, well, let's just jump right into it. Um, Well, actually, you know what, let me start out by asking Carl a couple questions so that everyone can get to know our new co-host. Well, Carl, what what got you interested in, in, you know, Batman? Well, I guess it's the story the same for a lot of people, apart from the people from, of course, a few years ago. Like, we're talking decades now. Um, What got me interested was I watched the original um, Camp Adam West series, uh, which I think everybody watched as a kid, um, the reruns in the 90s, um, and then eventually it went on to the animated series at the time, and then finally I got onto the films as I got older, and then I sought out the graphic novels in paperback form, and now I've really got into the character, and I've, I've started doing a Bat- uh, Batman fan film now. Okay. All right, well, let's just jump right into movie news. Uh, the first thing we have to say is uh, the last podcast I said was that the Toy Fair was actually a couple days after the last podcast episode. And I have more news and general news about that, but one of the biggest things that came out of the Toy Fair was that the Two-Face figure uh, wasn't actually shown. It was you know behind the closed curtain, but somehow somebody ended up getting in there and getting a photo of the Two-Face figure. And as of then, as of uh, the co- a couple days after it was posted online, Mattel sweeped up and basically got everyone to take those pictures off. But what was interesting about the Two-Face figure was that it's not straight down the middle like the Tommy Lee Jones from Batman Forever. It's basically, it really looks like it could really be someone got splashed with acid and part of their face, you know, very like half their face is disfigured and that's what the best part is yeah but i was um, looking at it and i was thinking exactly the same thing and of course that's the thing with christopher nolan's series he's going for a more realistic take on it and even more than the comics and um that really goes along with that especially with the joker as well he looks a lot more and um I, one thing that it reminded me of is it reminded me of the terminator but i don't know why i think it's because it looks like the skin sort of melted away yeah i'm definitely interested in seeing the film it's just it's all panning out to be something that's really really going to be good that's about my film so far i can guarantee it yeah I, yep i guarantee it too also on uh february 19th moviehole.net uh reported that the dark knight there's gonna be a new dark knight trailer that's gonna that's gonna be attached to 10,000 bc and that is going to be a new trailer based on the Batman, Bruce, and Harvey Dent relationship. So that actually that movie comes out on March eighth here in the U.S. I'm not exactly sure where everybody where it comes out for everyone else, but I do know that obviously after that date it'll probably be online at the very latest by the end of the weekend. So I'll catch it on YouTube. Yeah, definitely. It'll definitely probably be on YouTube, and we'll definitely have to catch that. And definitely on the next podcast, we'll give you a link so that you guys can all go check that out if you haven't seen it already. So, <clears throat> and, uh, not about that because the first one was um, I think everybody was worried that it was going to be too much focused on the Joker, which is what is interesting about that. Since then, we found out that the Joker isn't actually the focus of the film; he's just kind of there. Yeah, he's he's kind of just uh, you know the extra person who. It's basically like a normal Batman comic or cartoon or pretty much anything where it's just a normal storyline having to do with real-world situations and then just suddenly the Joker shows up and that's really how it's going to be. Yeah. You don't really want to spend a long time on explaining it when everybody knows where the Joker came from since 1989. Yeah. All right, well, uh, on February 20th, 
there was an uh, article that came out that said that Megan Gale, who is slated to play Wonder Woman in the Justice League, Justice League movie, is planning to continue or is going to be filming that movie this summer. Now, the last podcast that we had, I did say that you know Warner Brothers put it on hold, indefinite hold. Who knows if that's actually going to happen? But other reports that I'm hearing are now saying that they want to make this their big movie of next summer. So, what about Superman? Why can't you do that? Yeah, exactly. Why can't they just try to get that Superman? I think I think really what it is is because they've got Brian Singer contracted for the Superman movie and he's busy doing that Valkyrie movie. He can't. He, he's not able to do it. Which, if I was Warner Brothers, I would just said, you know, Brian Singer, you didn't do that great of a job with the last one. It's time to make. We're gonna go with a different way and do something different. I tell you what they should do. Um, I recently saw the Superman Doomsday. They should do something like that where there's an actual person who can challenge him physically. I definitely agree with that. One of the things they did say was that they were gonna, they might have had uh, Metallo as one of the villains for that. So I'd definitely be interested in seeing a uh, film version of the uh, Death of Superman thing with Doomsday. Yeah, that that because you know that's one of the most popular comic stories of all time is the Death of Superman, and I really do think that would end up being a really really good story to put into a movie. I just think Warner Brothers is too afraid of making it into something that people, or making it into something that maybe other people, hence, are well, the people who support Superman, the Superman universe, aren't really going to like it because there's been so much let down in the past. Yeah. The thing is, is there's so many other Batman ones that can made into a film, um, like they really could have just made Dark Knight Returns into a film, but um, of course, they want to do their own thing. Yeah, they're they're looking for high dollar, and they're not always looking for the best interests of the fans, which is disappointing. But obviously, we're not the ones with the money; they are, and they're the ones spending it. So, all right. Uh, the other news into Justice League was that uh, one of the things what I reported last time was that they were planning on making the Justice League movie without Batman, Superman, and now it's a possibility that. Now that the writer's strike has been resolved, the Warner Brothers has pushed Justice League in ahead for the 2000 for 2009 as their big movie, and because of that, they are having they're trying to have their uh, writers rewrite this script so that it works out to the way they want it to. Now the problem with this is they're still reporting that there is a very good chance that the that Batman and Superman are going to be included in that movie which is not very good news for the batman universe in my opinion they're just gonna they're just gonna put them in so they can sell it because to be honest i don't think any kid nowadays has heard of wonder woman or the flash and i think they'll put batman and superman in just to make people go and see it which is which is wrong because i think that will be detrimental to the solo film series because you can't have two versions of batman on screen at the same time it will confuse the general audience yeah i definitely agree uh, especially since Christian Bale is not going to play Batman. The person they're saying is going to play Batman is, I can't remember exactly what his name is, but it's Army Somebody. It's somebody who nobody's ever heard of, and if you look up his profile on imdb.com, he has nothing under his belt. Literally, See, it's an unknown. I saw something that I agree. Um, I, I think it was on um, Batman on film. Uh, I think if they want to do two versions of Batman, because Christian Bale's doing a such a good young Batman, I think what they should go is go the opposite way and do a grizzled old Batman if they're going to do that. Yeah, that, that actually would be a good idea if they had to put him in the movie, even though I don't think they did. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, uh, into other news. Um, the Dark Knight is going to be at Show West, which is in Las Vegas on Thursday, the March 13th, and... They should be, uh, Warner Brothers is supposedly doing a presentation there, so hopefully something will come out of that. That will be after the, the release of 10,000 BC, which means they probably would be able to play the trailer there. I'm not sure exactly what more they could do. I know Two-Face... We'll together. Exactly. Um, on February 23rd, it was announced that Christian Bale will not be voicing... Uh, Batman in the upcoming Batman Gotham Knight. The rumor making the rounds is that 
um, the live the live action character's animated counterpart is just it, him doing the voice was just a rumor all along. It was never actually definite whether or not he was going to do it. Um, then it then a, a couple days later, four days later, uh, Warner Brothers came out and announced that uh, made an official announcement saying that Batman Gotham Knight will be released on July eighth, which is about seven or well about. Yeah, seven days prior to the release of Dark Knight. Um, Could be a bit close. Yeah, d- definitely a bit close. Um, if I if I was running the company, I would have done it maybe maybe two weeks before this date that they're actually going to release it, only because then it gives a chance for people to actually get out there, get it, watch it, and then go see the movie. See, it was said that it was um, going to be a uh, bridge of the gap between Batman Begins and Dark Knight. But when I saw it, it was several different versions of Batman, and it was very anime. And I don't think it fits within that universe. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, to me, it just seems like they're doing seven different versions of Batman, which is great, but I don't think it will fit within the Nolan universe. Yeah, I'm not real sure. I think, I think what their idea is that they're trying to get it so that it can kind of bridge the gap. But yes, it is going to be, it's supposed to be six different stories by six different anime artists. And because of that, each story that's in the movie is going to give just a small little blurb. Like, one will be about uh, Batman coming in contact with Scarecrow again. It's not necessarily... I mean, most if, if you're going to go see Dark Knight, you don't have to go see the... Go- you don't have to go get Gotham Knight and watch it. But most of us who are big Batman fans are going to watch it anyway. But the idea is that they wanted to create... I like anime as well, so I'll watch it. Yeah. I think the idea was that people just wanted... To- they just wanted to have something more, especially since their last movie, Superman Doomsdays, did really, really well and was actually very well received by critics. They were hoping to get something to match it. So, Yeah, um, it looks quite good. I just don't think it fits with the trying to fit it in. And I actually have heard the Scarecrow guy, uh, God, I can't remember his name as it comes to me, uh, yes, yeah, Cillian Murphy. Yeah, apparently he was on set, so um, whether he's in the Dark Knight or not, I, I would hope so. Yeah, actually, if you if you look under uh, the Dark Knight profile, imdb.com, it actually lists him as a character. And so we can't defeat him then in that in that cartoon if that's a part of the universe. Oh, exactly, and, and who knows what'll happen? Only time will tell, and only finding out. What'll happen is when we go see the movie. So there's not much more than we can do with that. So, all right. Also, um, the this past or this past week, the new movie Justice League: The New Frontier was released, um, and that's basically Batman kind of back in the golden age. That's basically what that movie's about. Um, and I don't really have a whole lot of information about that. I haven't. I actually have it, but I haven't been able to watch it yet. Um, planning on watching it this weekend, and hopefully I can tell you more about it next time. Um, but as for I now, I don't know whether it's going to come out over here, so I'll, uh, I won't know about it. But uh, I've seen the trailer and I've seen pictures. Um, I've seen that one of the versions, the very um, Bob Kane version, and then it later becomes the the blue version with the eyebrows. Yeah. It, it's okay. Yeah. Then on uh, February 27th, it'll be. It was announced that uh, Christopher Nolan, obviously we all know him as the director for The Dark Knight and Batman Begins, is being named Show West Director of the Year, and that he's going to be presented that award on March 10th in Vegas, which is at Show West, which I announced earlier. Um, is that the um, it, I, it, I'm pretty sure it's for The Dark Knight. I mean, he doesn't have any other movies that are coming out this year. I, Show West is basically like a comic convention in Vegas, as you know, just as WonderCon was in San Francisco and you got Comic Con in San Diego. It's basically, I think, they're just comic convention. I think they're naming him as the, the director of the year because of the humongous hype behind The Dark Knight. And, I mean, even though we have Iron Man and the Hulk, and later this year, the new Punisher movie, I don't think those are going to even be able to stack up to Batman like like yeah. anyone else could imagine, so. No chance. Yeah. 
All right, and then uh, February 28th, Turner Broadcasting won broadcast TV rights to The Dark Knight. Um, I haven't, I didn't, wasn't able to find out how exactly much they paid for it, but I can only imagine it was a lot. And the funny thing is, the movie hasn't even been released on or into theaters yet, and they put all their eggs in a bunch to say just to get these rights to this movie. So uh, obviously, I don't think you guys over in the UK have Turner Broadcasting. I've heard of Ted Turner, but that's from another uh, venue. Yeah, exactly. Um, but over here in the states, it'll basically, you know, well, that's the stations that'll be able to play it. So, and also today, um, which if you're re- if you're listening to this podcast, we're actually uh, recording a day earlier due to some personal reasons for both of us. But uh, today, Friday the 29th, if you turn if you were checking your Batman web or uh, you know update web pages and stuff, you notice that they were saying something about one of the viral marketing websites, I believe in HarveyDent.com. Uh, notice that it's been changed and it's been updated. And at the very bottom, there's a place where you can put in your email address as well as your phone number. And I'm almost positive it'll have some kind of way of linking it to something in the future, especially since with that trailer that's coming out on March 8th, it's probably most likely going to be linked to something having to do with that trailer since this viral marketing is about Harvey Dent and not the Joker like previous ones. Although there was was permission from um, Heath Ledger's family to continue the Joker one. Yes, exactly. Yes, there was. I think uh, they're trying to make it not just about the Joker. They don't want everyone just to think it's about the Joker, and I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, and then when you get in there, it's going to be all about Batman and Harvey Dent. Exactly. I can see that. All right, well, on the TV news, the only new news we have on TV news is that on March 8th here in the States, um, there's, according to my sources, there's two episodes scheduled for that date. An episode entitled Lost Powers Part 1 and Lost Powers Part 2. Oh, um, that's the Batman. Yeah, the, the Batman, the new uh, series. Um, I did read online that that series Teddy. that series is actually supposed to start airing in the UK sometime soon. I can't remember exactly when. It's uh, been airing over here, um, but I also read that it's ending after Series 5. Oh, you did? Because I actually yeah. I haven't seen anything like that. Are you talking just in the in the UK or everywhere? No, um, as in general, they stopped making it after series five. That's what was reported on BatmanOnFilm.com anyway. Really? Well, that's that's even news to me. I didn't even know about that. Um, although it says that I had, on the one of the source websites that I go to, it says that season five was supposed to start in the UK back or well last month in February. So. The new episodes have started, and if I'm ruining it for you, I'm sorry, but... No, I don't watch it. I don't think many people do. That's probably why they're canceling it. I don't really find that show to be that great, and that actually goes into what our topic of discussion for today is going to be. Um, we'll get to that later on, but I'll, I will tell you that the topic of discussion for today is going to be... We're going to talk about uh, the different animated series that have to do with Batman, and... We're going to break this into two sections just so that there's not it doesn't become too long, but the first section we're going to talk about, or part one, is going to be from 1960 to 1990. So basically, anything prior to, you know, the big, the Batman animated series, Bruce Timm show, we'll talk about all that today, and then on the next episode we'll talk mainly about all those, all the Bruce Timm uh, series as well as all the movies that came out in conjunction with the same style and storylines as the Bruce Timm series, and we'll also touch very briefly about the Batman, the the series that's currently out now that isn't getting as big of a fanfare, nowhere near as the Bruce Timm ones. Doesn't deserve it. I I definitely I I believe that too. I don't think that it's anywhere. It doesn't stack up to it anywhere near it. So I believe it's a faithful thing as compared to any of the camp ones, but. I think it's changed too much and I think the style is too simple and too kidding yeah I definitely agree alright on the book news um, there's two books coming out on March 12th the first one is Batman Chronicles Volume 5 and this this series is collecting every Batman adventure ever published in chronological order 
that start and it's collecting Batman number eight through nine, Detective Comics number fifty-seven through sixty-one, and stories from World's Finest Comics number four. Um, this is going to be one hundred ninety-two pages, color soft cover, fourteen ninety-nine U.S. dollars. Also, also on the twelfth, we have Robin the Big Leagues, and that's going to collect Robin number one sixty-three through one sixty-seven. And the basic storyline is Robin goes solo to battle up, battle a group of villains who take on an entire hospital ward hostage. The only problem is that the gang is led by his former friend Dodge. Can Tim save the day and turn his friend from the dark side? It's gonna be 128 pages, color soft cover, and that's also well that'll be 12.99 U.S. dollars. Dark side. Oh my God. Is that actually what the synopsis said? That's actually what the synopsis said. Just said, uh, can oh, George Lucas got involved, does he? Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I, I'm almost sure that George Lucas doesn't check very many of the websites that we check because he'd find a, probably a lot of stuff that coincides with his things. He's too busy messing up his films. Agreed. All right, on the general news, we're going to get into pretty much all this, the news from the toy fair that came in. Uh, the very first thing was that this was the article that was on one of our source pages. One of the most anticipated movies of the summer is clear, clearly Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. And with a licensed product toys based on the movie, Mattel will be going whole hog with dozens of toys that start rolling out May 1st. There will be maybe a dozen different variations of Batman in different outfits, including a Battle Cape, Stealth Wing, and Firefly Batman, possibly in Of course, none of which will be in the film. Of course, yes. Uh, noticeably absent from the display were any figures for his new arch-nemesis, the Joker, probably out of respect for the family and friends of Heath Ledger, though we did get to see a few pictures. Mattel was even more secretive and careful about having pictures of their figure for Two-Face on display. But one was listed in the materials as part of the first wave of action figures, as well as there being a new Scarecrow figure confirming his appearance in the sequel. Instead of these, in, instead of any of these, they had a Gotham City thug, one of Joker's clown-faced clown henchmen on display. Even more interesting were some of the vehicles on display, including a look at the Batcopter and the Batpod, which is the new Batcycle, and something called a Treditor, Ultimate Pursuit, ATV. That's an all-terrain vehicle, which we may have to wait to see if it's actually a vehicle from the movie. The new Dark Knight. Might be because the um, doesn't the um, oh god, what's the name? What's the name of the new um, Batmobile? I, know, I should know it. The Tumbler. Tumbler. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently that gets blown up. Yeah. Well, actually, in one of the later uh, articles that. Came out. They also said that the tumblers involved or is going to be. Uh, they're going to have a new version of the tumbler too. Uh, different, that might be it then. Different color or something. Um, also, there will be. Color. Yeah. Well, who knows? It's supposed to be black. Yeah. What else color can you do? It red. Yeah. Um, some of the other toys are going to be a zipline gun and a disc shooting jet. Fairly typical toys customized for the movie, and there will also be a new toy called an interactive bet, which hopefully we'll see on Tuesday, which I didn't find any more information about. Um, the other, They also showed later on that there was a Deathstroke figure that's going to be in, which is actually a Teen Titans villain. Although the design for that figure did get approved by Christopher Nolan, it might probably not be in the movie. Um, I'm guessing it's not going to be in the movie it's just some random figure although i can't imagine why christopher nolan would have approved to have some villain that wasn't in his movie as a toy but that's just isn't, isn't even around so it wouldn't be a team titans yeah exactly um i mean he has done appearances in the batman uh when batman comics and stuff but i don't think he's going to be in it and actually a picture of the the deathstroke figure as well as the joker i'll provide links on the webpage. Uh, web page is batmanuniversepodcast.podomatic.com and I'll provide picture, uh, links so you can see those pictures. Also, there's a new play set that uh, Mattel's going to put out for all those Batman figures, kind of like the old Batcave that we had for all the old series. Um, 
or all the old movies and stuff that's going to be called a bat bunker since he's not since Bruce Wayne's actually going to be living out of his penthouse during the dark nights so it's called a bat bunker style. yeah exactly um and I'll provide a picture for that as well um other batman uh general news um the there's going to be a lego tumbler uh lego which may lego made a series a, a a large series of batman legos um about a couple years ago right around the release on dvd of uh batman begins and but they didn't have a tumbler this year they will actually have a tumbler as well as a bat pod um toys that they'll be releasing as well um the only other news that we had was uh Nokia and Glue Mobile Inc announced that they are going to put some games on their Engage platform in 2008. One of the games is going to be The Dark Knight. And in the game, Batman fights to eradicate street crime in Gotham City using his advanced combat skills and array of unique gadgets. However, things take a darker turn when the reign of chaos is unleashed on a terrified citizens of Gotham by a rising criminal mastermind known as the Joker. So, do you guys you guys have Nokia's or Engages over there? Yeah, I have a Nokia. So, I'd probably be able to get that. Uh, although, the, um, the film games always tend to be naff. Especially Batman ones. Yeah. And then, uh, the only other news that we have is that... Um, Six Flags Great America, which is located in Gurney, Illinois, near Chicago, is actually redoing, or going to be putting up a brand new roller coaster dedicated... Well, not dedicated, but in in conjunction with the dark knight and basically what they their little synopsis that they have for that is the dark knight coaster will transform guests into citizens of gotham city caught in the middle of a city under siege and torn apart by the joker with the dark knight coaster guests will experience the ride of their lives venturing through demented hallways of twists turns and hallucinating images they are tormented by the joker himself then, as they set a foot on a distressed, vandalized train platform, they can only guess at what awaits them at the speed through six 180-degree hairpin turns, climb unseen hills, plunge into a pitch darkness, and dip into unfore unforeseen danger. As they attempt to escape the terror, their only hope is Gotham's silent guardian Batman can save them. The opening of the Dark Knight coaster will be perfectly timed to coincide with the debut of the next Batman film from director... Christopher Nolan. We're very excited with, that fans will be able to have a first-hand experience with the sights, sounds, and thrills of crime fighting in Gotham City. And I will be providing links so you can see some blueprints for some of those, um, some of the stuff having to do with that roller coaster as well. All right. Well, uh, on the comic reviews, we've got about seven different ones. Um, I'll let you fly with this one. I'll just comment on things because I uh, I don't pick up comics off the rack. I generally get them when they're all a book. Yeah, and I completely understand that. I some of these I even have a I have subscriptions to most of them, but some of them I actually have to go to the comic store and pick up, and I don't always get to do that right away when they come out. That's why I set this back so that we're doing pretty much a month a month uh, prior to or two weeks prior to what. The episode actually is so that way everyone has a chance to try and get them but either way on february 6th batman confidential number 12 this issue is part of the second story arc of the newest batman monthly this storyline is much better than the previous one the story arc basically tells him his obsession with batman the problem with the storyline is that everybody who has followed batman for some time knows that the joker fell into a vat of chemicals and had his skin bleached white and his hair turned green this story basically tells us that Batman had a part of him getting the permanent smile that he now sports. It is almost as if Warner Brothers told DC to put this part of the story so that it could be possible to coincide with the Dark Knight story for the movie. The Joker's story was fine the way it was and didn't need to be redone. But either way, this issue was the conclusion of that and was it was a good ending for this storyline. The art was okay, but I prefer if it wasn't as stylistic. Four out of yeah, five stars. Um, I, the Joker does actually have... Good smile on it, doesn't it? Like the one for the Dark Knight. I've seen pictures. Yes, it does. It's very, and I very think similar. They just needed to stay with the killing joke and things like that. Exactly. I think it was fine. <clears throat> okay, and uh, also on February 6th, we had 
Detective Comics num number 841. The new issue was a quality standalone issue from Paul Dini. This issue breaks from the current story arcs and has a interesting story featuring the Mad Hatter introducing his Wonderland gang. This issue personifies how Batman titles should be. It puts all of the characters that really come into play. With the rich Bruce, the Batman sleuth, and the Batman brute. All of these are blended together to make a great issue. I was hesitant to see what would happen in this issue based on the resurrection arc and the disappointing epilogue in Detective Comics number 840. I was surprised by what Denny had come up with based on the previous issues. The art was good and I'm looking forward to 842. 4.5. So they broke from the thing where they're killing Batman. They've got Batmite in it and all that. Uh, that's actually the Batman, or Batman the normal comic, not Detective Comics. Oh, okay, right, okay. Also on February 6th, Nightwing number 141. This issue is for setup, but the story is, a, is good despite. There's great characterization here for Nightwing, Superman, Batman, Wally West, and Alfred. For Superman especially, Tomasi captures the superhero and the farm boy aspects of the character. <clears throat> the issue sets up how Nightwing plans to operate, his new status quo, his new job, new home, new lair, new love interests, and lots of old friends. It's a great issue. The art is fantastic. This is specifically a good issue if you haven't been reading Nightwing. You can jump into the story and not have to know much about what's going on prior to this. 4.5 out of 5. How about that one up then? February 13th, The Batman Strikes. Bane is back in this issue. Hotwire, a new superheroine, is introduced. The basic storyline was the introduction of Hotwire with a little bit of confrontation with Bane. The art was good, but the story was kind of short. Three out of five. And also, I've heard rumors that they're actually going to be ending this series in May. I can't confirm that, but if they are going to end the TV show like you found out, they might actually be ending this series, which is based off of the cartoon. Oh, right. Is that, is that one to do with the, the Batman? Yes, it is. Right, okay. Same styles, uh, same pretty much same feel that it, it has, so... What does Bane look like in that series? Does he look the same? Or? Uh, he base no B Bane in that series basically looks like he he's big just like he is in any other comic, but for some reason his skin is red. Oh dear lord! Yeah. On February thirteenth, Gotham Underground number five. This book is extremely well written with very realistic characters character-centric looking at look at Gotham, its criminal underworld. This is a flashback issue, rewinding the clock and showing how certain things got started, how characters moved along their paths. Terry writes great stories with intrigue and action. Even with no actual appearance by Batman or his varied supporting cast and allies, this is a thrilling issue, showing how things changed in Gotham to be the way they are now. The artwork is perfect by Cal Forey. This issue keeps you engaged, interested, and guessing. If you're not reading this, you need to start. 4.5 out of 5. And the last, or no, this actually isn't the last one. February 13th also had Green Arrow, Black Canary, number 5. Last issue was a moving issue about fatherhood, about loss, about Oliver being pushed to the wall and not being able to do anything to help his son. This issue, the physical aspects are gone and the mental aspects take over. Winnick made this issue a strong issue that looked at the bonds of family, of father and son. There is sincere emotion that drives this storyline. It's an interesting series of flashbacks which also do a good job of showing the relationship between Batman and Green Arrow, showing their similarities and differences as fathers. The artwork by Kohohu is okay as he highlights the emotions well. I can't wait to see what comes next for Oliver and Dinah. 3.5 out of 5. And also on February 13th, um, and also as I said on the last couple episodes, we're now going to be covering Simon Dark, and basically I picked up number five, read that one, reviewed it before I read the rest of, or before I read one through four at first. Um, so my review is basically for anybody who hasn't read any of them yet. Um, and this is the review that I have for that one. Niall's modern take on Frankenstein legend here in, at DC has arrested my attention despite some poor marketing. I have a problem with the location of the series right, off the, right, out, right out of the gate. The cover boasts Gotham City's other protector. Why Gotham City? For me, other vigilantes stomping on Batman's turf just doesn't work. The Dark Knight wouldn't stand for it as long as 
past comics and past comics history proves that other Gotham heroes just don't make for long comic book runs. Gotham is Batman City. Niles gives us just enough about this new character while showing themes from plenty of horror stories and cinema along the way. His sewn face together, if that's not his real face, reminds us of Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. His striped sweater reminds us of Freddy Krueger from A Nightmare on Elm Street. There's additional steel from those films that involves children jumping rope. His references to being held together by harness and being created boy echo memories of Tim Burton's Edward Scissorhands. The leather gloves remind us of any number of serial killers and stranglers down through the ages. Finally, his likings for remaining in the shadows, observing and gathering reading materials to learn about this world he exists in yet knows very little about is similar to the creature as created in Mary Shelley's original novel Frankenstein. The inevitable questions will be posed in the series. What makes a monster? Is it a twisted origin? Is it the very idea of unnatural life that shouldn't exist? Perhaps it's the cold, bloody acts of powerful men. Is it how ugly we can be confronted by ugliness? Hampton's art is good for this series, dark and mood-setting. I think I'll stick around to see what light is shed on these dark issues. Three and a half out of five. Now, have you heard anything about the Simon Dark series at all? Um, I'm not actually familiar with that character, but from the sounds of it, he sounds like a serial killer type guy. Okay, um, it, it's it's not it's not that bad. Um, it's definitely not up there with the rest of the comics in the Batman universe. But it's... I totally agree with you. Think about people going on Batman's turf because generally, when they do, he kind of either confronts them or puts them on his team. Exactly, and the fact that Batman hasn't been introduced at all, and it is his city. No, he he's not in it at all. Oh, yeah. And that's what makes it really interesting is that how does Batman not know this guy's going around? Because this guy, he's more of like a more violent. He kills people. So how could Batman not know about this guy? So Batman would take him down, really, wouldn't he? Yeah, I mean, like even though he's killing bad people, there's been people in the past that Batman have stopped. From, I mean, even if they're doing the right thing by killing people, it's still not the right thing in Batman's eyes. Because how many times has Batman had a chance to kill the Joker but doesn't? Because he just knows that life is more important even if it is scumbags like him. Yeah. So, well, on to, uh, well, we had two listener responses. Um, one of them was from Michael, and he basically said that he'd be interested in doing... His uh, response read, I would be interested in doing a show with you depending on how you want to do it. I'm usually free during the weekends, and you can add me to your buddy list and we can chat sometime about some other Batman topics. Keep up the show. Uh, Michael, if you're listening, um, try to get back a hold of me. Um, we can also Majority. use... Yeah, come come join us and we can all uh, get have three people doing the Batman Universe podcast and everyone will find it more enjoyable, I'm sure. The more the, the more the merrier. That's the way I look at it. And then, Carl, you, you can go ahead and read yours. Okay. Well, I said, Hey, I enjoy your show and I absolutely love Batman. I have just started doing podcasts and would be very much interested in becoming your co-host. I live in the UK, so it's not uh, going to be every week, as I'm, but I can do it as I'm a generally nocturnal guy. Let me know. Thanks, Carl. And obviously, I responded to Carl, and Carl's here doing the, the as the co-host now. So everybody, like I, like I said, get you know, email me responses, send comments on the the web page, whatever you want to do, one way or the other. All I get, you need I get, is Yahoo. Yeah, exactly. All you need is Yahoo, and we could get back. We could get back to you. Um, I, I try to send. I try to send responses to most of the people who who email me. Um, for the most part. I've pretty, I'm pretty sure I've emailed everybody back. If I haven't, I'm sorry. Email me again, and I'll definitely find some time to do it. We're going to have to have a limit on it, though. If, if a lot of people are doing it, we're going to have to actually choose because uh, we can't end up with, like, ten co-hosts. Yeah, I'm not really seeing it come to that, but, you know, if, I know, it, but... if, if it does come to that, you know, we will, but I'm not seeing it come to that just because we don't uh, get as many responses as I, as I would like, so... Do we, uh, do we uh, get a lot of listeners? Um, the the current listener uh, numbers is basically I don't I don't have how many people listen. All I can keep track of 
on downloads. I, I can yeah I can keep track of downloads for the la the last three months or so, and I don't have the exact numbers. I do know that there wasn't as many downloads for this the last episode episode four as I thought there would be. There was only about I believe five or six. But the total number of downloads we have is up to 283. That's not bad. Well, I, I actually listened to them online. Um, so I actually, uh, so the last episode I did listen to, I just didn't download it onto my computer, which is probably why. Yeah. The the weird thing about this, the, the website that I go through to put the stuff on, is that it was probably about a week ago or so, I used to be able to keep track of all the subscribers I had as well, and now suddenly I can only keep track of the subscribers for a month, which is kind of... Well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, if you type in the Batman podcast into Google, you are all over it, which is how I found you. Yeah, exactly, and that actually is... Uh, uh, the Google website is actually the number one uh, ref uh, referring address for the podcast, is the Google, just type in either Batman Universe or Batman Podcast. Both of those are... Uh, both referring addresses to bring it to the website so there's not that many actual batman batman podcasts um of course there's the um comic geek speak that's the only real good one i've heard um of batman a lot of them seem to be um general comics like that one or they tend to be um fan fiction yeah and one of the things that i have a problem with is uh most people that that I know use iTunes, and I'm trying to get this podcast into iTunes. But the problem that I'm running—I'm sure that um, you get more episodes. Yeah, and I think that is one of the issues. But one of the things that blows my mind is that you type in like Batman in uh, iTunes, and then go to podcasts, and some of the weirdest things that have absolutely nothing to do with Batman—they just have the word Batman in their description—can be used. <laughs> what do you mean, like uh, or something? Or something like he. Uh, let's see. There was one that was called Heat. Uh, Heath, the Batman fan, and basically it was a video podcast of him just randomly doing things that has nothing at all to do with Batman. And I just, it's sometimes it's hard to believe how. I mean, there was only one that I came across out of all all the ones. There was uh, a couple that went through, and they had some they had some information about Batman, but nothing like this podcast. So. My goal is to try to get this on iTunes because I know our listenership will go up a lot more once it gets on iTunes. It sounds like a lot, a lot of it's just like a <laughs> podcast YouTube. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly what it seems like. Um, all right, well, let's go into a forgotten villain. This week we're going to do uh, Clue Master. Uh, you want to take this one? Um, I think I've heard of him. I think he was in, was he in the old series? Uh, Adam West series. He in the Adam West series. No, he was not the only. Was it the animated series? The animated the series. Event. I don't believe he was in that one. I know he's been in. He was been in two episodes of the new series, but oh, it was God. completely misrepresented through that series, and as are many of the villains in that series. But Gorilla Joker. That's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Taylor? Okay, uh, the Clue Master, his real name is Arthur Brown. He's a supervillain and enemy of Batman. He was originally a failed game show host who became a criminal who left clues to his crimes. Though, unlike the Riddler, they were not riddles. Um, Clue Master starts his criminal campaign by daring attempt to learn the secret identity of Batman in order to gain a fighting edge. This, however, fails. Arthur Brown has a daughter that we all know as Stephanie, Brown, who becomes ends up becoming the spoiler, uh, but he barely is able to spend any time with her due to long periods of time of incarceration. When he returns to Gotham, rehabilitated, Stephanie becomes furious when she discovers that he has returned to crime without his need to leave clues behind. Making a costume for herself, she calls herself to the, the spoiler, finds out her father's plans, and leaves clues so that the police and Batman can stop him. Her I know. Yes, yeah. Most of the, most of us do. Uh, she was in the Dark Knight series, and she was actually um, the fourth Batman. Although she's not very recognized as that. When Tim Drake uh, went away for a while, Batman actually trained her to become the new Robin. 
Yeah, I read that one, the um, the uh, war game storyline. Yeah, and then she ended up, he ended up firing her because she was just too careless, and he reminded her she too died. much of Jason Todd, and then she ended up dying. <coughs> so, um, Robin tracks her down, and she joins in the capture of Cluemaster. Each time Cluemaster escapes, or starts a new plan, Stephanie dones her costume again in order to foil him. Eventually, she realizes she enjoys being a hero and begins regular patrols as spoiler. For a brief time, she even replaces her boyfriend, Tim Drake, as Robin. With several other villains, Cluemaster becomes a member of, the, member of the Injustice League, and later the Justice League and Artica attempting to reform. Cluemaster and his teammates volunteer to join the Second Suicide Squad, a group sanctioned by the U.S. government, in return for a full pardon for, of his crimes. Cluemaster also hopes to make Stephanie proud of him. During the mission, which involves who involves dealing with terrorists and a lovesick genetic experiment, Cluemaster sees his friends Big Sur, Clock King, and Multiman die. Only the first two are tragedies in his view, as Multiman has died many times before. In the resulting chaotic battle, Cluemaster seemingly saves Major Disaster's life twice, though Major admits the situation was confusing. Cluemaster is seen shot many times through the chest. He survives this incident with a year's recuperation at the hospital and many, many scars. He is encouraged by thoughts of his daughter. When he got out and discovers that his daughter has been killed, he takes on the secret identity, Aaron Black, and creates the campaign for culpability, blaming Batman for his involvement with Stephanie's death, saying that she was not the first child working with Batman to die, which is indeed true, seeing that Jason Todd had not yet officially returned, and yet, and that Batman should be brought to justice. And like I said earlier, he's been in the Batman, the two episodes that he was in was uh, Q&A and Rumors, which in my opinion was completely misrepresented by anybody who ever reads the comics. <coughs> Alright, uh, on the upcoming releases, March 5th, Detective Comics 842, Nightwing 142, uh, like I said earlier, Batman Chronicles Volume 5 uh, is on March 12th, also on March 12th, Batman Confidential number 14, The Batman Strikes 43, Gotham Underground number 6, Green Arrow Black Canary number 6, Robin the Big Leagues as mentioned before, and Simon Dark number 6. Alright, let's jump into the topic of discussion. Like I said earlier, we're going to do Batman Animated Series is, uh, Part 1, 1960 through 1990. Um, we'll cover everything. Um, the very first series was created by Filmation, and that was uh, from 1968 to 1969. Um, in 1960 that really came about because of the popularity of the um, TV show. Exactly. Um, and actually, in 1969, they changed the name over to Batman with Robin the Boy Wonder. Um, and that was also obviously made by Filmation. Um, Wasn't uh, in that one um, best and the voice in the recap package version? I don't remember for sure. I'm actually trying to get to it. I actually saw that on a thing in one of the versions when they redid it, they got Adam Weston to do it. Actually, in the very first one, there was a, a bunch of people who were completely unknown. It wasn't actually Adam West. I think that I think you're actually thinking of a different series. But uh, the first... Yeah, the first series, which the Batman Superman Hour and the Batman Boy Wonder... That was not those, uh, it was not Adam West. Uh, also in 1972, Batman appeared in the new Scooby-Doo movies produced by Hanna-Barbera. And it was basically, there's two episodes that had Batman and Robin. And those were voiced by Adam West and Burt Ward. This and, obviously goes along with the, uh, uh opinion about at the time which was the campy comic hero exactly and the name of those two episodes were the dynamic scooby-doo affair and the cape crusader <laughs> caper and uh they actually have those out on dvd you can get those two episodes uh by themselves you don't have to get the whole scooby-doo series 
and I do own that, and needless to say, definitely falls in the whole campiness that... Well, it's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> from 1973 to 1985, there's various Super Friends series produced by Hanna-Barbera. The first one, uh, most of us know was Super Friends, and you can actually, uh, you can, uh, that was the, the first main series that, uh, Adam West was one of the, well, Adam West was the voice of Batman. Okay, right, yeah, I knew it was one of the things I saw a uh, uh, feature on it, YouTube. Okay, that, and that series ran from 1973 to 1974. Um, from 1977 to 1978, there was a show, the, there was a, the show was entitled The All New Super Friends Hour, and basically they just basically, uh, reformatted it and take, and added these two people called the Wonder Twins, which, if you've watched it, was a complete joke because they weren't even a superhero from any comic book at the time, and they had this crazy little monkey. <laughs> Wasn't one of them in... I don't know which one it was, but they had kind of this kind of villain that was kind of like the little alien in Flintstones. Yeah, yeah, they actually... Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like that. Oh, dear. <coughs> that tells you a lot about these cartoons. Thank God for Tim Burton, is all I have to say. Yeah. Um, and then, in 1978, they changed it over to uh, The Challenge of the Super Friends, and that was 78 to 79. And that is very, very similar to the all-new Super Friends Hour, but they added in some more politically correct people, uh, such as the Apache, which I'm not sure how politically correct that is, but... They added it in the the Apache, which was an Indian or a Native American that could grow to an outrageous height. And what just was he in the original one? Was he just the Indian? Yeah, I mean... Surely he should have been the Native American then. Well, it, at that not time... Decided. Yeah, not at, at that time. It, they weren't, it wasn't politically correct kind of time where it was like, oh, you have to call them Native Americans. So they just... But either way, I mean, Apache, in my opinion, might... I don't know, it might be worse, it might not be worse than Indian, but either way, it's just amazing. They also threw in uh, Black Lightning, which was an African-American, so... <laughs> Black Lightning, yeah. that kind of category is, uh, once they go into the raid, like the Black Power Ranger being black. Exactly. And then, um, in... We're, okay, in 1979, they changed it to The World's Greatest Super Friends, which I know that's now on, you can now get that on DVD as well. That was 1979-1980, and they bring back the five original Super Friends, um, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, uh, the Green Lantern held Jordan, as well as <coughs> the crazy... Wonder Twins with their little person Gleek, which is their monkey. Um, and they also... What's the monkey? What was Seriously. that? I, I don't know. Um, the monkey... I think actually the Wonder Twins, they could like change into animals or something. But either way, I, I don't understand why they wouldn't have found somebody like Beast Boy who can change into animals and try to go off of that. That's just me. But... I think that this next episode of this may actually be an entire um, segment of me thanking Bruce Timm for getting rid of this crap. Yeah, it might be. And also in that season, they created a uh, Mexican named El Dorado. Oh, God. Because, you know, it was all was about... a leprechaun as well? <clears throat> no, no leprechaun, but um, in 1982 to 1983, ABC kind of uh, figured out that their show sucked. And uh, just changed the name to the best of the Super Friends and was just airing old episodes from the previous nine seasons. Well, if you think about the 80s, uh, eventually, especially when um, Dawn Night Returns came out and stuff, the main public became aware that Batman wasn't like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then 1983, the it was cancelled. Uh, we can all thank whoever didn't watch that show back then. Thank you. I appreciate you not, not get watching it. Out it. Of the bargain bin or wherever it is now because you'd be supporting it. Yeah. But 
unfortunately, back in 1984 to 1985 season, they brought back the Super Friends, entitling it Super Friends, the legendary superpower show. And this actually... How do not have superpowers? How are they superpowers, team? What? Yeah. Uh, the difference between this one was that they didn't bring very many of the people back. They brought Superman, Robin, Wonder Woman, the Crazy Wonder Twins, and the Little Monkey... And they added Firestorm, which actually is a new, or well, actually is a comic book hero, but wasn't as popular. I guess they were trying to build the popularity or something. Um, Same thing they're going to try to do with this Justice League film. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that, there was a random cameos by old and new Super Friends, but nothing. nobody really was there all the time. Um in 1985 to 1986, they changed the name again to the Superpowers Team Galactic Guardians. And the basic lineup for those people were... Uh, they... I lost myself on my source, but the whole thing is um, Batman was in it, but they were thinking about... Pull, I, think the, I think I'm reading that it, he got pulled from... Uh, the show about halfway through because th that was at the same time they started thinking about making the Batman movies, Tim Burton's. Yeah. So he got pulled and there was only one appearance by the Joker and the Penguin. Other than that, the majority of the people were the very the very uh, common people that were always in the League League of Injustice or whatever, or League of Doom, as I guess they called in the Super Friends, which was basically like Lex Luthor and a bunch of other ones. But they did add uh, Cyborg, so... Um, and that's basically, that takes us to the 1990s, um... And a lot better stuff coming. And that lot better stuff is definitely going to be something we're going to talk about in the next episode. Like I said, um, we are definitely going to talk about the Bruce Tim series, um, the Batman animated series, the new Batman animated series, um... I'm sorry if anybody likes those old ones or likes the Batman but I, next time, I will basically be saying that the Batman animated series is the Batman animated. That you should see. Any of the others, I'm going to bash. I'm sorry. That, and you know what? That's that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. In my opinion, Bruce Tim series are a lot better than Super Friends. I mean, I can admit any of these Super Friends that are on DVD, I own them. I don't like them, but I own them. It's a bit of Batman history. Yeah, exactly. Um, but... I'll tell you one thing, I owned the Batman animated series way before I ever owned any of the Super Friends series for the for the basic reason that the Super Friends aren't very good and they don't they they don't stay true to what Batman really should be, which is part of the problem that we've had in the last 15 years before Christopher Nolan came around. So yeah, because <clears throat> um, obviously it went back to camp and went back into um camp hell after Batman and Robin. Yeah. So, like I said, we'll also cover, we're going to cover part two, which will include all the Batman animated series, Bruce Tim. We'll also cover a little bit of the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited that came out, which I actually found to be a pretty good show and actually had very good storylines. The and ending was absolutely awesome, the one with Batman, uh, Batman Beyond, sorry. Yes, I, I strongly agree, and I really liked how they actually made it, because... One of the well, we'll talk about that episode next time because that's a really, really good episode. Okay, um, also, next time we'll talk obviously movie news, book news, um, general news. If we find any more toy news out, as well as other things, we'll let you know what happened at Show West. Um, we'll obviously have comic reviews for Batman Confidential 13, Birds of Prey 115, Catwoman 76, Robin 171, Superman. Number Superman Batman number 46 All-Star Batman and Robin The Boy Wonder number 9 And Batman 674 And as always You can email us at BatmanUniversePodcast At Yahoo.com Or you can go to the website BatmanUniversePodcast.Podomatic.com And you can leave your comments On the webpage Or send us a message through that And From there uh, we're always looking for a couple other co-hosts, as well as topics and forgotten villains. Um, I want to say thanks to Carl for joining me. Hope you can come That's back cool. next time. Obviously, yeah. I believe. All right, then. Um, 
This is uh, Dustin and... This is Cole. Thanks a lot for listening, folks. And we'll see you next time on the Batman Universe Podcast. Bye.